We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 1,285 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams for Tech Tuesday. How are you doing today, Bruce? Oh, healthy and alive, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Well, I have some good news. You know how we talked about um, the, the uh, electric cars and the, the nuances and the gadgets and everything of the, uh, the electric cars last week? Well, mm -hmm. I have to say... Uh, they have added some other features to some of these new software updates they're going to be rolling out to, uh, to some of these cars. Would you like to hear about them? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so the operating systems in some of these cars, it's Google, right? So you have Android Auto, okay? Well, that's good because that means that it's fully compatible with what they're going to add. They're going to be adding Prime Video and a whole bunch of other stuff to your car software. Isn't that great? So you can now, and, and not just on the back seat for the kids, right? This is going to be on the, the center console there. So you can watch your favorite show while you're, while you're zipping down the road there. Isn't that great? Yeah, as if uh, drivers don't have enough distractions. Um, let's add some more so they can watch their favorite well that's show. not the only th that's not the only thing now I, I know what you're thinking right that's that's not the only thing right so maybe you don't want to get distracted watching your favorite show well you can do other things they're going to be adding this is going to be streaming by the way so you have live streaming as well so you'll be able to live stream like the weather that kind of stuff and they also say that they're going to be adding web conferencing capabilities in the new update as well so you'll be able to take your your zoom calls and your web conferences and your google meets and, and everything else there isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So when you uh, are, well, I guess I shouldn't get political, but uh, I'm going to do it anyway. So when you're locked, when you're locked down at home and you can't go out and drive anyway, you could sit in your car in the garage and um, while it's charging, have your yes. conference while it's charging uh, to, to have your conference call. Uh, OK, well, you see, Bruce, you're going to have to do something because they're going to have a rolling blackout, you see. So you're going to have to use your web conferencing software from somewhere else. Yeah. From your electric vehicle. That's not going to have a charge because the blackout is, yeah. Well, there is that. Yeah, th there is that. Uh, they say that it's a bit of a mix and match for this uh, this software update. Android Auto users are also getting some other new stuff. Google built-in customers uh, are getting other things as well. And a lot of it is dependent on which make and model you own. So you might not get some of these things, but this these are some of the things. Web conferencing. Okay, so I mentioned web conferencing. Android Auto. 
the system that allows you to mirror your Android-powered smartphone on your car's interior dash display is also getting some new web conferencing features. These include WebEx by Cisco and Zoom. Both are by audio only, no video. All right, so yeah, there is that. That means you can join your meetings from the road without being worried about how you appear or being distracted by, well, anyone in that office that you might be a little friendly with, you know, that kind of stuff. Cars with native Android software, also known as Google built-in, got Zoom and WebEx, as well as Microsoft Teams. Microsoft Teams, I think, was already updated back in May of uh, this year anyway. So so this is uh, Google announcing that Android Auto customers, which represent pretty much the bulk of their their user base, uh, they're just now starting to to play catch-up. Honestly, uh, at this point, personally, like I said, this is more distraction for, you know, there was, I, take this for what you will, th- this may not mean anything at all uh, because of the methodology they used, but back in the day when uh, the, the television show Mythbusters was popular, uh, they tested one of the theories and it was uh, using a, a, a cell phone and driving at the same time or just having a conversation in general yep, uh, I remember while that. driving. Yeah. yeah, and they found that um, holding a conversation while you're driving is the equivalent of being drunk. So why are we continuing to encourage God, how how many accidents have happened from someone leaning over to adjust their radio or how many accidents have happened because someone is text messaging or, or fidgeting with some piece of technology? This is only going to increase that number. Uh, and God, the traffic and, and people are already stupid on the highways anyway. This is only going to make it worse. Uh, so what, what, I guess if you're stuck in traffic, it's fine because you're not, you're essentially parked. Or so if, if you're, you're waiting, in some place, if you're waiting, yeah, or somebody, you're waiting. Yeah. You know, I, I can understand. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If you're parked, um, or something like that, I, yeah, I understand, or you're caught in traffic or something. Okay. Yeah, I, I get it. But, uh, for most Americans, what what benefit is this going to have? This is going to be, this is very uh, this is very niche. I I feel like this is this is silly. This kind of makes the case, and I I, I agree with what you're saying. So this kind of makes the case to where this is going to cause more problems. This is going to I believe it's going to cause an increase in in accidents and things like that. And it just gives the auto industry and governments and ev- all these agenda pushers and everybody else to make the case for self-driving cars. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went there because that that was uh, the line of thinking that I was uh, starting to lean towards is that it, it feels like uh, why not provide more opportunity for um, accidents to happen so that we can do exactly that is have self-driving cars. Um, personally, I'm not against having self-driving cars as like an option. Um, just because, um, I like options. I like competition. I like, uh, the capitalist system. And, um, if someone wants that and can provide a functioning self-driving car that is better than someone driving or as good as someone, a human driving, let's see it. Let's do it. But at, at this point, it's not possible. There's too many, there's moral decisions that you're going to have to program into the self-driving cars algorithm. Uh, I'm not going to say AI because the, the concept of what AI is, is a little skewed and, and we don't have AI right now. We don't have artificial intelligence right now. We have algorithms. There, there, there's nothing that really mimics human nature at this point. It, it's all, when you and start the talking to these chatbots, they, they fall apart. The, the algorithms are programmed by people with a bias. That's yes. the other problem. And that, that's, so, the, that's the other problem. Yeah. 
So where, where do you, it, it, we, we've kind of mentioned this before, but this has been brought up many times with self-driving cars. You're going to have to program a self-driving car to, uh, let, let's say it, it, it's trying to avert an accident, um, a car in front of them stopped too quickly, or uh, there was an impact or something like that. So the, the car has to make a split decision on, do we go left? Do we go right? Or do we just hit the brakes and soften the blow on the vehicle uh, in front of us? And if there's pedestrians on the side of the street, it has to process, you know, it, it, do we hit this group? Do we hit that group? Or do we kill the driver? I mean, you know, it, it has to make those decisions in, in a split second. It and cannot it, it, it cannot take up for the, uh, the human decision-making process. It just cannot replace it. You know, to that point, I've been driving cars for a very long time now, all of my adult life. I can tell you for a fact that I have almost been in accidents because the car systems have countermanded what I have tried to do when a car gets away from you. Sometimes in weather conditions or whatever, if you have uh, aquaplaning or you know you slip on, on slick tarmac or uh, wintertime, you hit some ice or something, I know how to drive. I've been through driver training courses, professional driver training courses. I know how to drive. I know how to handle things. I have grown up in Southeast Ohio on the back roads in the middle of December. Believe me, I know how to drive. You go out a gravel road with a couple of inches of ice. Believe me, you learn pretty quick. So I've tried before with these modern cars, the, the older ones, it wasn't so bad, but I've tried before with these modern cars whenever something happens. And I'm not a reckless driver. I, I follow all the, all the driving laws, all the speed limits and everything else. I'm not a speeder. I'm not a, you know, even, even here on the Autobahn in, in Germany with the unlimited speed limits, I don't drive like an idiot. Most people here don't because if you lose your driver's license here, God help you. The penalties are extremely stiff. So you respect what you have a little bit more. But my point is, is that these cars, they try to take over for you in a sense when a car tries to get away from you or it senses that there's a problem. And I've always found that those particular decisions that these cars have made, because everything goes in slow motion whenever that happens, you know, you're, you're trying to do one thing and the car is doing something else. I've tried to counter steer out of the back end getting away from me before and the cars flipped me around the other way because of its decision making process. It's it's taking control away from the driver and that has almost caused a more serious accident. So I don't like these things. I really don't like these things because they cause more problems than what can actually be averted with these things. And I I don't like I don't like these the the backup stuff. I like the cameras. Okay, so the backup cameras and stuff, that is that is okay. Because sometimes you need to think, okay, well, how close am I back there? And I'm not going to get out of the car when I'm doing a parallel park in the middle of the city or something. I'm not going to get out of the car on a busy city street to find out how close I am to the guy behind me. So that's a good feature. I like that. But I don't need the car parking itself for me. I don't need that. I don't need the car counter steering for me when I'm trying to go in the opposite direction. The anti-lock brake systems, I can't even tell you how many times I've had problems with that. I get what they're for. But again, a couple of times in my adult life, those things have almost caused me to be in a serious accident. So, you know, it's it's hit or miss with these things and it's getting worse. It's getting progressively worse with these things. But anyway, back to the, the topic here. Video streaming, that's coming to your cars. I think here's another reason for these things. Bruce is shaking his head. I think the other reason they're doing this is because they're finding that a lot of these EV owners, when they're having to charge their cars, they're getting bored when they sit there. Because they have to sit there for 30 to 45 minutes to an hour to get, I don't know, a 20% charge or something so they can get home. That kind of thing. Yeah. So they're getting that, bored. So they're, they're, yeah, they're giving their their customers something to do. You'll be able to access the uh, the Google Play Store and everything while you're parked and everything. Apparently, these things 
are only accessible when the car is in park. So it's not, at least for the Google one, it's only accessible that way. So uh, you'll be given the option to, to do these things. And I, I, that is a, that's a good safety feature, I suppose. But Google have been adding more video streaming apps to its native Android platform. Uh, they've announced this year the inclusion of YouTube. Earlier this year, meanwhile, uh, Tesla owners have been able to access Netflix, Hulu, and YouTube since 2019. The weather, Google's doing their, their built-in weather channel app uh, into their uh, their Play Store. So everybody's got their little whatever. So it, that's actually a good thing, I think, because think yeah. about it like this. If you're driving and you're using GPS navigation, I would like to have weather reports laid in over top of that. I want to know if there's going to be uh, a serious storm that I'm going to be running into 20 miles down the road. You know, I, I want to know that. Well, th- to be fair as well, um, uh, places like, um, you know, Middle America, Tornado Alley, those kind of things, it would be nice to know those kind of um, um weather readouts uh, because storms can pop up out of nowhere but the real serious storms that you would end up driving into you see those 100 miles out i mean you can see them on the horizon before you get there so i mean in in some sense you don't even need the weather app because you see it coming you know (laughs) 100 miles out you really do live in the flatlands don't you Oh yeah, on a on a good day you can see about um, twenty five. The the so supposedly we can only see twenty five miles out, but you know on the horizon, I, I I swear we can see like fifty miles out here. It's so flat. Yeah, it is pretty flat. You guys you guys don't have a hill. I, well, I think you might have a hill, but a hill to to you guys and a hill to someone like me is a completely different thing. Well, we we have okay. There there is actually a part of the the Oklahoma uh, that has quote unquote mountains um however the mountains there uh are hills uh i've lived in the rocky mountains i know what mountains are those are hills uh in in oklahoma so yes fair enough also another feature coming to some of these cars are digital keys you remember i was talking about how crazy it is to have a digital key so they're going to allow you to use your phone as a digital key with which to operate your vehicle and uh it's being held up as uh, the height of the uh the cars of smartphones of you know these whatever these things are this is ridiculous uh google's offering android users a digital key functionality but very selectively. It will only be available on select uh, Hyundai Genesis and Kia models in the US, Canada, and Korea for drivers compat- or with compatible Pixel and Samsung devices like the Pixel 7 Pro and the Samsung S23 Plus. So you'll need to have the right car and the right phone to be able to make it all work. But it's a start. Again, Bruce is nodding his head. Yeah, um, that's not a feature I want. Uh, that That is a security risk, in my opinion. When you start going wireless like that, um, you, that, that is a huge security risk. As an example, let's say you have someone, a passerby, uh, that has malicious intent. They have, I don't know, maybe like a RF reader or, or something like it can capture the signal. This is a problem you have with wireless or Wi-Fi internet, right? Is when you use a public Wi-Fi and you're sending packets, you can use a packet sniffer to uh, determine which computer is whose and what what they're visiting, like what website they're visiting. And then if you're, you know, as it said, if you're visiting like uh, some sensitive website, like you're, you're, you know, you're banking or, or something like that, and you're entering a password, that information can be skimmed off on on that. Um, same thing here with um, using your phone to unlock this. Um, what what RF signals being sent, what frequency, all the information that is needed there, you could have a reader that grabs that information and guess what? They have the keys to your car now. 
And what 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 are you going to do to stop them? I mean, so no, I I, I won't be using that. Um, I, I don't Hell even no. like honestly. I don't even like the key fobs. Um, no, I I, they're convenient and they're nice, but I, I I don't like that idea of it being wireless. I I still like the old fashioned way. Yeah, I like the uh, like the old key. You hang around your uh, your keychain there. I know we don't like to talk politics, but this one kind of goes along with it. Bruce, do you want to take a guess how many public electric car chargers, EV chargers we have around the United States that are produced and placed and funded by your stolen taxpayer money? Um, uh, I, I've seen articles. I've seen headlines on this. Um, I never clicked on them because I, 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 it's just it's not a viable option. To no, me, so not. I didn't really care. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess. Um, I know it's not enough to take a road trip. I know that much because that's what the headlines were saying and and whatnot. Uh, but I'm uh, to take a stab. Uh, I'm gonna say a few thousand. We have in total in the United States 151,506 EV chargers that are manufactured placed and maintained by the United States federal government, more specifically the Department of Energy and the Department of Transportation are the ones that maintain these things. We spent a total of $7.5 billion to put these EV charging stations in, and that was approved as part of the 2021 bipartisan infrastructure law that was put in. Again, you're nodding your head. Well, you see, there's a little bit of a problem uh, here, and I'm sure that it's, it's no big deal. It's just a minor oversight. What well, You know, when you put these things down, you kind of need to maintain them. You can't just put them down and say, well, there you go. Have fun. Charge your car. Thanks. Sometimes these things go bad. Well, 6,261 of them at any given time are temporarily unavailable. That's, that's not a great ratio. No. How many times have not. you how many times have you gone to a gas station which is privately owned and seen that the gas pump is out of order? You're not able to get gas. The only I mean, time I've seen that is when the station is legitimately out of gas or out of a certain grade. I've seen that yes. before because yeah. they've whatever they haven't gotten their delivery or it's they've had, you know, a rush in something or, or something or like something. That. That's a, yeah. 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 Uh, granted, if you're living in Podunk town, you may see a pump out. I mean, it, it happens. You, you see one out uh, on, on occasion, but it's very rare. It's very rare to go to a gas station and see that the pump is completely out. Um, the times actually more times than not, I see the pumps are out because uh, someone put up skimming software on there to grab people's credit cards. I've seen that more that than I've actually thing. seen a pump out. That was a big thing in Oklahoma. As a matter of fact, I know somebody that owns some gas stations down there privately, uh, about four or five of them. And I was actually telling him about that. And they had to go out and put security locks on all their pumps because they were the, the types of pumps that they were hitting. Thankfully, they didn't get ripped off by any of that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I honestly, I'm... <sighs> Why, why, why are we even going down this EV route using, uh, again, if you want to go down the electric vehicle route, fine. Quit using a lithium ion. We should be using different battery types. Um, there's plenty of options out there. We should be looking at those other options, not lithium ion. That is my entire beef with the, the whole electric vehicle thing. Yeah, I get it. We don't have enough, you know, charging stations and, you know, those kind of things. But if people want to go down that route, 
okay, you know, fine. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a capitalist, but stop doing the lithium ion. That That is very destructive to the environment, to the damage that's done. Just just pick something else, you know, like the lithium or, or not lithium. Uh, what, what, what is it? The aluminum uh, graphene or the there's like a, a sodium. Um, what was the other one? Uh, sodium graphite or something like that. Yeah. Go with those batteries instead. You know, they're not as efficient, but they're far safer and they're cleaner to produce. Let, let's go down that road instead of lithium. Bruce, you remember the augmented reality systems that, that the U.S. military had ordered a while back. Yeah, those were pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, yeah, pretty interesting. I have to say, yeah, they were really interesting. They've ordered some more of these mixed reality goggles and they're actually designed for use in combat situations, obviously, because that's where you want to take advantage of, of all the things of augmented reality. Uh, but according to a new report out of Bloomberg, Microsoft sent the army a batch of 20 of the updated prototype headsets in July of this year. And they were tested by two squads of soldiers in August who responded positively to the improvements and its design. Problem is, is that they were, in the beginning, they were making the soldiers kind of nauseous. <laughs> you see, they were getting sick while they were wearing them. Uh, but apparently the new update, apparently it's fixed all that. So that's that's good. That is actually a real problem for um, full-on virtual reality. Um, one of the, uh, this, is, this is funny. This is a funny solution. Very odd that this would be the case, but one of the solutions for full-on uh, virtual reality is to put a fake overlay about where your nose would sit in the, the view screen. It solves uh, motion sickness for some people, uh, just having that that there. So maybe it's something as simple as that. I don't know, but I do not like the idea of our military going down the augmented reality uh, road because when we start having uh, uh, augmentation, as in cybernetics and those kind of things, there's some Black Mirror episodes that play with this idea. And if you can change what you see and hear, um, that's all you need to control people. And in this case, uh, having the actual military changing what they see directly, that's a concern. So... Uh, at the same time, I do want our military to have the cutting edge technology uh, and some of the some of the um, technology that that had. Yeah, that made things a lot easier. It, it, it could highlight, as an example, silhouettes and you could see a, a human being uh, and the AI would or the uh, augmentation would would help you pick out a, a human being in like cover or or camouflage. You wouldn't have seen them otherwise. It would have been very difficult, but this augmentation helped. So I'm, I'm torn on this one. Our, our soldiers will be more reliant on technology that could easily be exploited or uh, disabled in a combat scenario. Uh, but at the same time, the benefits uh, to make our soldiers more efficient uh, are very real. So I'm, I'm, this is a very sticky area to go into, in, in my opinion. Well, supposedly they've ordered 5,000 of these things and they have increased their purchasing or their purchase order to another 6,900 of them. So it looks like they're expanding. Uh, they have reduced the cost to uh, $400 million in funding, uh, the, as in Congress had reduced the cost. Uh, and the Army requested only $40 million to have the system improved. So that's that's well within budget, I think. They're, all, they're, they're asking for 10% less than what the actual budget was. So that's, that's good. The Army's actually cutting costs in something. It says that the Army plans to spend as much as 
$21.9 billion on the project, and the headsets will undergo testing until 2025 by the Army for use in combat. So Interesting year, 2025. Yeah. They'll be in use before 2030. Uh, but anyway, there's nothing malicious that could come of that. No, of course not. At the same time, this is also something that, as 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 from a very real standpoint, you have to to uh, consider uh, being an, uh, as someone in the army. You know, uh, it, it put yourself in their shoes is what I'm trying to say. Their recruitment is down, so they're going to have to make their soldiers even more efficient. They're going to have to be able to pull more weight um, because they just don't have the numbers that they used to now. We want to do this anyway. We you you, you want to make the 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 soldiers as efficient. Um, the goal of a soldier, the goal of all of that, is to be the most lethal killing machine. You want to kill the enemy before they kill you. That is the entire goal of a military. So having those cutting edges, uh, technology like this, or or what have you, it, it, that's good. Uh, but again. I, I'm concerned uh, that this is more technology that can be exploited, that can be manipulated to, I, I mentioned 2030, uh, if they, if at any point the Western world starts using its military on its own citizenry, um, this technology is going to aid that in uh, making it easier for the soldier to disconnect from the idea that they're arresting uh, uh, citizens of their own country. It'll make it easier to convince themselves that this is uh, a, a terrorist or, or something like that from the information that's being fed to them through these um, augmented reality uh, devices. So there's good things and there are bad things and we have to uh, decide whether we like it or not. You are absolutely right, my friend. You got anything else today? You know, actually, there's there's one thing, and I wanted to point something out. Uh, this is this has kind of been like I've said. I'm I'm kind of I try to stay in tune with the video game world as well because yeah, that that's my hobby. There's a new game that came out uh, called Starfield. Uh, it's highly anticipated. Bethesda new IP, you know all that fun stuff. Anyway, there's been a lot of hysteria lately about the pronoun selection in character creation that you could have he she and they them and, and in fact the dialogue uh in the game will respect that throughout the entire game uh whatever your choice is so you could make a male character and put he uh she her as your uh pronouns if you wanted or they them whatever uh and the the, the video game dialogue will respect that now there's been a lot of hysteria and boohooing about oh this is so terrible and horrible and okay i i agree i would rather not see that in my entertainment. I, I, I agree. However, I would also remind people that um, this has been a thing since I've been a video gamer. This has always been here. If you could make a character, in most cases, if you could make a character and there was some option to do you select your gender, uh, as in uh, how the, the AI would address you in dialogue, you could make a dude and be uh, called a she. That was already thing that's been a thing for a long time. Nobody's done any hysteria or talked about this until now. Honestly, I think they're, uh, as having played the game, the, the thing that I'm more miffed about th about this, it's not the fact about the pronouns. Uh, okay, if you're so miffed about that, okay, what about the characters in the game that talk about that literally changed their gender in the game and they're being praised for it and they're laughing about it? What about that? That is more egregious than being able to make your own decision, which again, if you're an adult, which you should be, this is an adult game, 
you, you should be able to make that choice. You you want to okay that you it bugs me that this is even a thing that people are are creating hysteria about. It's actually worse than that. I was reading up on on some articles that some people had been posting about it. Uh, some modding people. So you can take a, a game or a program and you can modify it. So it's it's called a mod. And I saw that there were people that jumped right into action and created a mod for it that removed that. And people were screaming about the fact that people created mods to remove it. There's a very well-known modding community out there um, that someone created a mod for, I think it was a Spider-Man game. So there, there was a part in the Spider-Man game that had an LGBT flag that was flown. And they replaced that flag with an American flag. The modding site saw it fit to ban that user and their mod for doing that. So, I mean, there's cases that there is far worse things going on. This game is literally, you go in and you shoot people. This game is about violence. There's drugs. There's all kinds of other things in this game. And you're you're concerned about a pronoun? I Look... <sighs> Anyway, it just that one just really got I'm like, come on, guys, you, you, you're 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 fighting the wrong things. But anyway, that that's that's all I got. That is for your favorite neighborhood social justice warrior. That is what that's for. Yep. So we will go ahead and call this one done. It's been a great conversation, my friend. We will see you later on in the week. Thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. and Have a great evening.